Americans experience an estimated 2 million acute ankle sprains each year. Bone and joint injuries in the legs are tremendously common. Chronic ankle instability, while less common, can create lingering pain for the patient, and its root causes are less understood. So my interest in this area stemmed really back more than 20 years when my grandmother broke her hip and went into hospital and they, she had her hip fixed with something called a dynamic hip screw. And it was done by a junior doctor, and I'm sure he's well-meaning, but he rotated her femur slightly inwards and fixed it with a pin and plates. I noticed that her knee was facing inwards and her foot was facing inwards, which it wasn't before. Over, I would say, the next year, she started to develop what's called a valgus knee, so the knee started twisting outwards. And her foot started to collapse inwards and she had what's known as a planar valgus foot. This seemed to me to be an iatrogenic injury, meaning it was caused by the surgery that she'd had. And so I, again, went around trying to persuade doctors that this was an important area. Maybe we could look at twisting it back. And they all looked at me with abhorrence that I could either, either question the surgery. They couldn't demonstrate that it was rotated. On a plain x-ray, you can't see that axial malrotation. Being in her late 80s, early 90s, um, no one wanted to operate to correct the problem. and. Over the next five years, she developed more and more deformity, more and more pain, more and more arthritis. For me, very disheartening that this was the experience that a patient would go through. And it stemmed my interest in this notion of axial rotation um, and the notion of axiometrics. As today's imaging technology advances, CT scans offer important visual insights that help orthopedic surgeons understand the cause of chronic ankle instability and provide better treatment solutions. Weight-bearing CT expands those insights by showing the bones and joints in a functional position. So we may see things downstream. It's not uncommon that we'll see six to nine months after a knee replacement in somebody that had, let's say, a varus osteoarthritis of the knee which might be the more common if it's osteoarthritis, that will then start to have posterior tibial tendon dysfunction six, nine months later, start getting soreness. And they may have pre-existingly had some flat foot deformity, but asymptomatic, that has now become symptomatic. Many orthopedic surgeons now specialize in the hip, the knee, or the foot and ankle. And while they become highly skilled in correcting joint-specific issues, their approach may not consider the effects on the rest of the leg. In general, we have seen increasing subspecialization of orthopedic surgeons where our focus has become more narrow. Uh, we see some surgeons that focus only on the hip or only on the knee. Foot and ankle specialists really focus only on that area. And so we do see increasing subspecialization in our field it really means we've got to be very good about communication because it can have significant impact on, on your area that you're treating, such as how the ankle can affect the hip and these other areas are all connected to one another. Dr. Goldberg used weight-bearing CT to collect data on hip, knee, and foot alignment, opening new doors to understanding how these joints work together. So when I began this process, I, I, I said to my colleagues that we wanted to collect hip examination and knee examination data when you're doing a foot and ankle examination. And 
everyone thought I was a little bit mad. Why, why would a foot and ankle surgeon be interested in other joints? Um, but I did, and I collected that data. And I think what became apparent to me was that there was a relationship between the position of your hips, the position of your knees, and your position of your foot and ankle. I certainly agree with the concept that there is a gap between our traditional understanding of alignment. I've always felt we should be taking pictures, right? And doing geographic measurements of where that, geographically, where that full thickness cartilage loss is on the metatarsal head and on the proximal phalangeal articular surface. Because we're missing an opportunity. You can keep following up the chain it's like a, it's a clue to a, a crime <laughs> and it's staring right there. Mature weight bearing CT technology facilitated a breakthrough in understanding these correlations and led Dr. Goldberg to come up with a new measurement to understand the functional relationships between the hip, knee and ankle joints and how a change to one could affect the others. He calls the concept axiometrics an automated method to look at the alignment of the lower limb in three planes, which are known as the coronal, sagittal, and transversal axial planes. Which I almost think is the forgotten plane, is the axial plane. That may not be the full picture. It's a piece of the puzzle. Axiometrics is a path to better foot and ankle treatment and understanding all lower body joint pathologies and curve beams technologies are at the forefront of making axiometrics an industry standard. The curve beam AI high-rise is the only weight-bearing CT system in the world that can scan the legs from hip to foot while the patient is standing. I would envisage a time in the not too distant future where every patient that's having a knee or a hip replacement will have axiometrics performed on them before and after their surgery. I wanted to tell this idea to someone that I thought had similar innovative vision and potential, the, the, the opportunity of taking that to market. And Arun Singh, the founder of a company called Curvebeam, and I remember him telling me that he was visiting a, a doctor and they wanted to do a, 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 an X-ray and then they talked about doing a CT scan, but a non-weight-bearing one, even though the X-ray was weight-bearing. And his question was, well, why can't you have a standing CT scan? And they said, well, that's just not available. And Aaron couldn't take that as a, a, as a reason and, and went off and then created a company that, that was going to develop the first ever standing CT scanner. And that, for me, was music to my ears. And, and to tell my idea to someone with a likewise visionary seemed the perfect partnership. And so naturally, the, 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 the right group to talk to was Curvebeam. Understanding the correlation of the relationships between the hip, knee, foot, and ankle is still in its infancy. As the axiometrics concept gains momentum, and with increased data analysis from Autometrics software, breakthroughs and new treatments will occur. When we first consider alignment, the concept of axiometrics to be uh, automated would certainly be helpful. That, that will help eliminate variability between uh, different radiologists or orthopedic surgeons uh, and will allow us more standardized data for comparison as we continue to research this concept. I think the logical next steps or included steps in that same process would be to look in the other planes. We want to see how these relationships all work together with one another. 
So we want to consider the sagittal and the coronal planes. And as we do that, the automation becomes a little bit more complex, but just as we found three-dimensional technology like curve beam coming along, we also find that artificial intelligence and neural networks are becoming much more robust. The search for a more in-depth understanding of ankle pathologies continues, and the quest for better treatments never rests. Taking the concept of axiometrics from idea to real-world application is part of Curvebeam AI's ongoing commitment to innovate and enhance imaging solutions to improve patient outcomes. So I think it's gonna start joining up the care that um, our traditionally siloed mentality into much more integrated care for our patients.